right, Karen? Thank you. No one told you. Told me what? Michael Myers is alive. What? Not in this movie franchise, he's not. Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of Tyler's Thursday's Takes. Now I know you might be wondering, where is your co-host Michael? Well you see, this is going to be a me exclusive thing. This is just kind of something to where we can have a little something extra for everybody else who wants a little bit more of a podcast there in the middle of the week. I know it takes a little bit more time for us to kind of get this one out and it takes the, uh, the main podcast about a week to come out. So I figured... Why not go ahead and just give everybody a little bit more to listen to throughout the week. So if you want to listen to us give our terrible, terrible movie reviews, we can go ahead and put this one out there for a little bit. And for all of you those who are wondering, um, we do not know if this is going to be a Patreon exclusive or if this will stay on the main channel. Either way, please do follow the Patreon for anything new that might be coming and any exclusives that you might be missing out on. We plan to have quite a few different things on the patreon with all of our different tiers and everything that we put forward to make into that so if you love us and you love listening to us or if you hate us and just want to hate listen uh you can do that too uh go ahead and become a member of the patreon and we will be there to give you everything that you ever need so as you could probably tell from the beginning of the podcast this is about the new halloween kills movie that came out here in 2021 i myself I'm a big fan of the Halloween movies. It is my dad's favorite movie franchise, and I decided I was going to watch this, and so I sat down with my girlfriend. We made a whole bunch of brownies, and we made uh, ice cream and everything. You know, the good stuff that you do to watch movies, and it wasn't good. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Um, We will go in-depth and on breaking it down and everything, but first we'll start off with a little bit of news from this movie coming out because, you know, nobody can just enjoy a movie for being a movie. There always has to be something terrible about it. So one of the stories from this movie is remove the slaughtering of firefighters from Halloween Kills movie. This is a change.org petition that was started by Jesse Streeter. And look, I like firefighters. I don't want to fight fires. I'm so glad that there are people out there that are putting their lives on the line for me to not have to fight fires. And I greatly appreciate that. But it's a movie. People die. That means police officers die. Firefighters die. Gay people die black people die everybody dies like you don't nobody has a safe zone even kids sometimes there's a couple kids in this movie that if they were to get like absolutely run over by an 18 wheeler i wouldn't bat an eye because they're kind of shitheads so moral of the story is nobody's safe don't try to act like there's a sanctity amongst uh, occupation everybody dies all right so we're getting that out of the way the second story that came out that I thought was absolutely funny. So later on here in the podcast, we will discuss more in depth about the movie. But it was from the star actress, Jamie Lee Curtis, who had a few choice words to say about the new movie that came out. In a headline, it says, Actress Jamie Lee Curtis says, New Halloween movie mirrors January 6th riots, a mob of angry people who don't trust the government. What? How does this... Mira not trusting the government. It's Michael Myers, a serial killer who is terrorizing this town for the past 40 years. That seems like a bit more of a, uh, you know, serious topic than not trusting the government. And an exact quote taken from Jamie Lee Curtis. And then look at what happened on January 6th in the United States of America. A mob descended on the Capitol 
and if it were not for those brave four officers as well as all the other capitol police dc police and civilians who stood up and held the line think about the possibility of what the mob could have done to the members of congress these people were coming to kill people that's what the movie's about now how the fuck did david garden and green and danny mcbride know that the follow-up to trauma was rage so if you ask me what scares me rage scares me unbridled unrestrained out of your mind rage that yields mob mentality and mob rule that scares me so first off i think that's hilarious because the very first thing that comes into my mind when she starts talking about january 6th and the mob of people coming to kill the people in congress all i can see is just michael myers sitting in the middle of congress with his mask and his knife aoc is like you know 20 miles away going they're going to kill me and i don't know why and michael myers is just sitting there at the speaker's podium just just silent just sitting there with his knife and mask in hand i just think it's absolutely funny and just another little add-on to that um you know back when this movie first started it started off in like 2018 back before any of this really even started there was a um she linked the trauma of Lori strode you know the person who was being harassed and followed by a serial killer like she was going to die she compared her trauma to christine blazy ford you know the lady who was in Congress who said she was sexually assaulted by Brett Kavanaugh and a lot of the places she put out there didn't even exist. So the trauma that Christine Blasey Ford is a lot like the trauma of Laurie Strode. It's both made up. Neither of it means anything. None of it's true. It's all just a story created by somebody. But anyways, that was some of the you know main stories that came out of this in the news. Um, none of it's really that important, but, you know, just kind of a little bit of the stories of why this might be in the popular news cycle. Anyways, we are now going to get into the part you've all been waiting for. We are going to review this movie. All right. So it opens up and the very first scene, it's Cameron. He's walking through. He's trying to call, you know, the his friend who tried to hit on his girlfriend who just became a fence ornament in the prior movie. Yeah, he's walking through. He stumbles on. Frank Hawkins, you know, the cop that got absolutely shanked in the neck by the by the doctor? Yeah, he's totally fine. So as soon as Cameron comes up to him, he wakes back up and he's like, and it goes into this backstory about how back when he was a cop and he was still a rookie, he was out there with his partner. In 1978, he starts talking to his partner. His partner's like, yeah, I used to hang out with Michael and everything. And he was never really weird. He just liked to look out his sister's mirror and... Uh, I never knew what he was looking at, just looking at the town of, of Hattonfield, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's all that he was doing, he wasn't really weird, he just one day snapped, and so it cuts to this group of kids, and they're all picking on this one kid, and, you know, standard kind of horror movie stuff, and one of these kids, for some reason, looks like Greta Thunberg, she's just sitting there like, why did you take his candy, why did you take his candy, and, and one of my favorite lines from the movie, I'll play it right here in just a second, this cop pulls up to them, and he just goes, y'all need to get inside. There's a, a guy walking around in a mask. I'm like, oh, wear a mask. He's like, well, you just killed three teenagers, so get home. And just speeds off. Here, take a listen to that. Why? What, what did, did he, he do? do? He murdered three teenagers down the street. Oh, I absolutely love it. I love it so much. So anyways, so now we go back to Frank and his partner, and they enter the Myers house. And they're walking around. 
His partner goes upstairs and he looks out the window that Michael has been looking out this entire time. And he realizes what it is that Michael's been looking at. And as soon as he starts to realize that Michael comes in, starts struggling with him, Frank shoots to try to shoot Michael and absolutely jugulars his partner. Like doesn't even hit Michael, just absolutely jugulars his partner. And Michael doesn't even have to do anything at that point. He's just like, all right, bro, dope. And he, he dips. He like walks out and everything. And the uh, Dr. Loomis comes in. And he's like, did Michael kill? Did Michael kill anybody? And then roll credits. That's it. That's the whole movie. Oh, unfortunately not. It's definitely not the whole movie. We have a whole another hour and a half, basically, to get to. So roll credits, and we open back, and we're in this bar. We have a couple people, you know, side characters, people that you think aren't really going to be important. You have these these two black characters who are dressed as a nurse and a doctor. And then we have this group of drunk people behind them that are just kind of being dickheads and everything. And so they're all sitting there, and one of the people that's sitting behind them, he comes up. And he gets on the stage. It's like an open bar mic night. And he starts to go, hold oh, this. He's going he's gonna to sing for you. And he brings his friend up. And, of course, they're all just kind of drunk and all that. And so his friend, he stands up there. And he starts telling the story of the Hattonfield Boogeyman, of Michael Myers, and how 40 years ago our lives changed forever. He starts talking about everyone. And he goes into detail of all the people he's sitting with, how he's, he's Tommy, how he's Tommy from all that time ago. How his babysitters were murdered and all that. And then we go to Lindsay, who was also there, who Michael killed her babysitter. You know, the kids are fine, but the babysitters, they they were the ones who got the short end of the stick. Then we have Marriott Chambers, who was, I think she was just like a mental patient that was in the car when Michael attacked. And she just kind of dipped. And then Lonnie. Lonnie is the kid that earlier in the movie, he was running from Michael. And, you know... The kid just likes to eat concrete, and so he fell just flat on his face. He turns around. He's like, oh, Michael, and he does the thing that all kids do where he buries his hands and his arms, and he looks up, and it's the cops from earlier. So Michael's just dip, he gone. And so now they put a toast up to Lori Strode, and they're like, wherever Lori is, and she's currently in the back of a car bleeding to death as they drive to the hospital. As you know, the last movie left off with them trapping Michael in the house after they had shot him about two times. And they set the house on fire. As they're driving away, these fire trucks are going in the opposite direction. And she's like, no, let it burn, let it burn. But of course, it's not going to burn because firefighters are going to do their job. And as you might remember from about 10 minutes ago, I brought up a story about how they wanted to remove the firefighter scene. Well, guess what? We're about to come into that. So the firefighters arrive on this. They arrive on the scene. Massive fire because the whole house is just engulfed in gas. They turn off the gas try to start clearing it out one guy goes inside falls into the basement area that michael is and michael opens up this door and it's ta-da did you know that brick protects you from fire (laughs) so he's just sitting in the shed that was like in the bottom down there where they had the gun the gun safe where everything in there was just kind of protected and so apparently was michael so michael kills the guy that fell in gets out and just starts massacring all these firefighters like he gets a crowbar he starts stabbing people. A really cool scene, by the way. This is the scene where you probably saw it in the trailer. He's standing outside of the front of the house. It's on fire. Badass. Like, probably the coolest scene. But then he just kind of goes on this killing spree and just starts killing firefighters left and right. Too bad they're not Michael fighters. They would have had a better chance, but they're, they're not. They just, absolutely everyone just gets absolutely wrecked. So now, after all the firefighters are dead, we go to a new scene. He, he, he runs away. He gets out of there. 
they're all inside the hospital talking about how, oh, they, they're safe and everything. And they're kind of like regrouping after not dying. Lori's going into surgery to try to save her life. And they're all just kind of consoling each other. The very next scene, <laughs> the very next scene, we open up on this old couple and they're playing with this drone inside their house. And it's this old black lady and her husband and they're flying their drone and they're like having a good time and all that. And this drone goes into the bathroom and it like, you, you hear it like crash. And you know the scene from E.T. where like the kid throws the ball into the shed and the ball comes rolling back out? And it's like the same thing only with like murder because the drone just comes flying right back out like somebody just absolutely stepped on it. And they're like, that's pretty weird. And so the husband starts walking up to the to the bathroom being real all sneaky like he turns the light on as soon as he turns the light on michael like shatters it and this has to be probably one of my favorite audio clips from any horror movie ever so just go ahead and take a listen to this there's a big fella in our bathroom and he's wearing a monster mask oh what the fuck does he want who gives a shit call the cops all right so he had the right idea unfortunately Michael goes on to kill both of them because they are old people and Michael is also probably like 80 years old, but it doesn't matter. He's just going to start picking off people left and right. So now after they've just absolutely murdered this lovely elderly couple, it cuts to this, it cuts back to the bar. It's got the, the two black characters. It's got all the other people. And as they're sitting there, they start to hear the reports that Michael Myers is come back and he's escaped from the mental asylum but not only michael myers in the report they specifically say that two mental patients have escaped because of the car crash or the bus crash and so they all start sitting there and they're all freaking out and so the two the two uh, the black couple decides oh we're, we're gonna leave now that everything seems to be getting all real spooky and so they start to go and they get, they get in their car the husband goes out and he's like oh, i forgot my stethoscope which there's a point later in the movie that just frustrates me, but I'll bring that up later. So he's like, I got to go back and get in. So he walks back in and gives his wife the keys. She goes in, starts the car. And as she's sitting there, she sees like this shape kind of like emerge from the back of the car. And so she's like, ah, hell no. So she gets out and just absolutely starts booking it to the front of the front of the, to the front of the bar. And her husband's out there. He's like, well, well what's going on? She's like, my, my is in the back of the car. He's in the back of the car right there. She's like, you go, go deal with him. He's like, fuck man, I ain't going to go deal with Michael Myers in the back of the car. You think I'm fucking crazy? And so he's just sitting there like staring at the car. And so the wife goes in and she's like, Hey, Michael Myers is in the car. Y'all want to like, um, you want to come out? <laughs> and they're like, evil dies tonight. He does. He's not getting out of here. So you get the shittiest version of the, of the Avengers. Just, they get their bats and they, they walk outside and Tommy's sitting there looking like Captain America. If he grew up in like back town and he's getting ready to just beat the hell out of Michael with this bat. So the car turns on and starts all this creepy music and everything. He's like, we're going to get you, Michael. And then the car just floors in. And it's just, Neow! it gets like the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. And so they all run after the car and the car like crashed into a light pole. And it turns out, it wasn't Michael Myers. The mental guy got out of the car and he's like, he's running off because he has no idea what's going on. He's still a mental patient, which reminds you from the, previous movie he's not all there <laughs> he was actually a danger to the podcast people that came to interview him they're like don't have shoelaces around him because he'll take those 
and so he's not exactly a good guy but that comes more into play here later on so anyways now we go to this house and there's this guy dancing he's listening to this old school music and you see that there's another guy downstairs and introduce you to our token gay couple we have john and john but they go by big john and little john and of course it's flip the shorter guy is named big john and little john is the bigger guy i don't don't think it's talking about their height but it's the gay couple token gay couple and so they apparently have done what all token gay people do and they have renovated the myers house (laughs) And so they're in the Myers house and there's these kids, they come banging up on the door and they're like, help us, my sister, who, by the way, I didn't realize was his sister. Um, sorry, I thought it was the brother. And, um, it's like, they've been into a razor blade. You need to come help. And so it turns out it was just a prank and they stole their candy. And so they're like, ah, fucking kids. And so they leave. (laughs) And now we get to one of the favorite audio clips of this. Uh, the police show up and they tell they don't tell Lori, but they tell the mom and they tell the daughter, Allison. They go, Michael Myers still alive. And Allison gives this iconic reaction. What? See? Iconic. So now she's walking out and she's like, oh, Lord, Michael's going to kill everyone. And guess who shows up? Cameron, who's still, you know, a piece of garbage. But, you know, I guess now he's a good guy because there's a killer or something. Let's, let's not forget he was like literally like cheating on her two seconds ago. And this is where you find out that, okay, now everybody's going to go and kill Michael. And the daughter, Allison's a strong, independent woman now. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go kill him. I'm not just going to sit here. He's terrorized this town for 40 years. And the black people show up, you know, the black couple. They show up and they're like, oh, you're going to need our help. I'm a doctor and he's a nurse. So they're literally dressed as their occupations. That would be like me showing up for Halloween dressed as a Wingstop employee. (laughs) You put no effort in. I understand the comedic part in it. It's lame. And so the whole town shows up and they're like, okay, we're going to go get everybody to go down to like the day laborers and everything. They're like, yeah, we're going to go kill Michael. And so now one of the group, it has like the Lindsay, it has Maria Chambers and it has the black couple, you know, the, this doesn't seem like a very heavy attack group, but they find the kids from earlier that pranked the Johns. And they're like, what are y'all doing out here? You need to hide. There's a guy going around killing people. They're like, oh, no, there's this dude in the white mask that's like playing hide and seek. He's really weird. And I'm pretty sure he's a pervert and everything. And they see him. And they found out, well, Michael killed your friend because y'all are pieces of shit kids. And I was really hoping that Michael would kill these people, but it didn't. So now Michael's standing behind the, the SUV that has Marriott Chambers and the black couple. And so they're sitting in there. And he starts attacking the car. And it's really reminiscent of the very first Halloween movie when he escapes from the mental asylum where he's standing on top and he's like breaking the windows and everything. And then Marriott decides, I'm going to lock the doors after he's broken out like all the windows. So basically all she's done is locked everybody in there. And so now he's like grabbing her hair and everything. And he jumps down to the side all the time. Lindsay like emptied out one of the kids candy bags and just threw a ton of bricks in there. So she's literally got a sack of bricks. And so Michael gets into the car, he starts stabbing Marriott, and she had this moment right before she dies, she's like, this is for Loomis, and she goes to fire a gun, and she wasted all the bullets, because of course she did. And so she stabs him, and then the the husband, 
he decides, oh, I'm going to choke out Michael with my stethoscope. You know, the little like rubber band thing that they have. I'm like, I don't think that's exactly going to get the job done. But, you know, points for effort. And so he starts wrapping it around Michael's neck and he's like pulling it. And Michael literally turns to him and he's like, you fucking shit me. And he like stabs him in the eye and kills him. Now, this has to be my favorite horror movie death that I've ever seen in any movie ever. So the wife has like a desert eagle pistol <laughs> and she's walking up. She's firing at the car, missing every shot, by the way. She's walking up and I'll, I'll just let you listen to this. For those of y'all that don't know what just happened, she was firing at the car. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? It, I haven't even watched it right now. I'm just thinking about it. And it makes me laugh every time. So now, Lindsay runs up with the sack of bricks and just smacks Michael right on the side of the face with it. He takes it like a champ. Doesn't even flinch. He grabs her and she's like, okay, sack of bricks didn't work. I don't know what to do now. So she like pushes his mask off and he doesn't like it when people touch his mask. So he lets go over. She runs away and hides and she makes him. So now the townspeople, they start like looking everywhere and they find Lindsay. And she's like, hey, he's out there. He's killing people. Um, also, she shot herself. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but now would be a great time to bring that up. So now we get this random like kind of romance story between Lori and Frank. And they're like, oh, yeah, so I remember you. And now at this point, everyone's freaking out. They all show up at the hospital and they're like, Michael's out there. Evil dies tonight. You didn't do your job, police, blah, 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 blah. And the police just can't find the guy. Nobody's like really called the cops to try to help. They're all like doing dumb shit and they're interviewing Allison and the family and all that, but they're not like out looking for him. Only the town seems to be doing that. And so they're all at the hospital and this kind of brings up the whole mob part. And so now Tommy runs in and he's like, hey, Lori. And the mom's like, hey, don't, don't fucking tell her. And she, he's like, no, he's like, Lori. Michael's still alive he's like what he's like yeah but don't worry I'm gonna protect you and so so Lori goes I ain't gonna let them I have to be the one to kill him takes this syringe it never shows what it is so I'm just gonna call it feel good juice just stabs herself with it and she's like yep I'm good to go now and so she's all hopped up and ready to go so now we flash back to the to the Johns they're sitting there watching their movie and they hear knocking at the back door and they're like oh it's the fucking kids again and so they go and there's nobody out there. And then at the front door, they go check out there. Nobody's out there. And Big John's like, next time I'm going to get those fucking kids. He's like, did you lock the back door? Because last time they snuck in the house. He, and little John goes to look at the back door. And there's a bloody handprint. And he's like, Big John, it's not the kids. So now they decide they're going to go look for whoever's in their house. But before then, he cuts back to the hospital. And... The mental patient guy, he finds his way to the hospital because he's got a massive gash on his head. He walks in and he just sees all these people just like freaking out. And he's like, help me, help me, help me. And everybody turns and they're like, it's, it's Michael. And mind you, this mental patient doesn't look like a six foot tall, like brawny man. He looks like a mentally deranged version of the penguin from Batman. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he's like real short, got no hair, 
come really fat. <laughs> like he does not look like he could take a kid, let alone like the 18, however many people he killed, especially the firefighters. Like there's no way he would have been able to have done anything that has happened. And so now everyone's like evil dies tonight. And they think that this man for some reason is Michael. So they all start chasing him down and he's like running through the halls and everything. And we cut back to the Johns who are still in Myers's house and they're walking around and they're like, big John, little John, big John. They're like playing a really stupid version of Marco Polo instead of, you know, just staying together. And so Big John walks into the old sister's room and Michael just absolutely stabs him through the arm pit, which looks like the most painful thing possible. And so he ends up killing Big John and little John runs upstairs. And he's like, no, no, Big John. And Michael's staring out his fucking window again because he's so misunderstood. Then he goes, Michael, you've come home. And then Michael kills him. But he didn't seem to put up much of a fight. He just kind of dies. And so now we go back to the hospital where they're chasing this wannabe Batman penguin through the halls. And so he's running around. And the mom, like, they they end up seeing him. And they're like, that's not Michael Myers. It's like, are you stupid? He's like four feet tall. And so Lori opens up her stupid fucking stitches because she needs a doctor in the gut for some reason. And she ends up walking off and she finds she finds the penguin and she's like look i'm not gonna hurt you i understand you're not michael and so the mom karen she's like i'm not gonna hurt you and so instead of taking him to the like mom and being like look this isn't him don't like chill out she goes we're gonna lock you in a hallway and so she puts him in this hallway locks the doors and she goes i'm not gonna let anyone hurt him and stands in front of the door and the mom just instantly pushes past her she doesn't do anything she just sits there she's like oh look the mob showed up so they're breaking everything and like the mental guy remind you he's not probably a good guy he was in the mental institution for a reason they all start breaking the windows with like fire extinguishers and stuff and so the mental guy gets a fire extinguisher breaks open the hospital window he stands on the ledge and everyone's like outside they're like what's that and he jumps out because he knows like if they get to him they're all just going to kill him and so he jumps out and it's it's actually kind of sad for a second when you like sit there and think about it. And this is the part that Jamie Lee was like, this is what the movie was about. It was about the January 6th riots. No, 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 no. They were hunting down a killer. Completely different situation. <laughs> Calm down. And so now they go out there. The mom tells Tommy, like, Tommy, you're a piece of shit. You knew that wasn't Michael. And he's like, yeah, I know that, but like a... I, I I still gotta kill Michael. Like I, I I don't know what you want me to do. And so now they cut back to another flashback of Frank talking to his superior officer. And he's like, "Look, don't worry about it. We're just gonna cover it up." And so he takes his gun, tells him, "Don't worry about it." And now Frank is like, "I know what's wrong. This is all that Michael ever wanted. Just just listen to this clip, and you'll understand everything as to why Michael does it what he does." It always seemed to me he wants one thing. He's going home. Yep, that's it. Nothing. It just cuts cuts right there. So now, as you saw, as you heard, we are back with Cameron's dad, Cameron, and the daughter. And they're at Michael's house. And the father tells them, he's like, don't come in no matter what. If you hear anything suspicious, honk the horn. He walks into the front door. I kid you not, the very first thing, within like five seconds, they hear a gunshot 
and they're, they're out. They like immediately start running to the house. So nobody listened to anything in that conversation. So they run in there, and they they see a they see a closet at the end of the hall, and they walk up to it and they're like, "Oh, there might be somebody in there." And so Allison's holding the shotgun, and Cameron swings open the door, and without even taking a second to think of what might be in there, blows a hole through the like right as the door opens. And luckily there was nothing in there, but if it had been the dad like hiding, he would have just become paint, like he would have been plastered. So there's nothing in there. They go upstairs, start looking around. Allison stumbles on the Johns, who have been placed very lovingly in an embrace. I don't know why Michael's, like, posing people, but he is. He did that with the old people. He did that with the people from the SUV. Really weird. So for whatever reason, he posed them. Cameron ends up finding out that his dad is, like, shoved in the attic door. And as he's freaking out to that, Michael Myers rushes out of the hallway hall and just, like, shoves him up against the wall. Not Tommy. Cameron misses his shot because, of course, he gets stabbed. Allison runs out and is like, I'm going to fight him with her shotgun. <laughs> doesn't even fire. Doesn't shoot him. Michael, like, throws her around a bit, throws her down the stairs, and she, like, shatters her leg. She's like, eh. So she's, like, not able to do anything. She's officially useless. So now Michael's just beating the hell out of Cameron, sticks his head through the head banister. So it's, like, hanging, and his head's, like, looking down over the staircase. And she's like, come get me, you son of a bitch. And so Michael's like, I bet. And so he starts walking down walking down the steps. And Cameron's head's sticking out there. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me do this real fast. <laughs> Snaps his neck. And she's like, no. I'm like, he's still a piece of shit. Like, he was just cheating on you. And so he absolutely turns his neck into a fucking Twizzler. And she's like, no. And so Michael comes down. He starts getting ready to, like, kill her and everything. He has her, like, pushed up against the stairs, and he's going to, like, kill her. And then the mom runs in with a pitchfork and just stabs him in the back. And then he's like, ah, my back, pitchfork. And she takes his mask, and she's like, you want this, Michael? Well, come fucking get it. And she starts running through the houses and everything. Well, not through the house. She runs through, like, the garden. But, like, Michael's keeping a good pace on her. And he turns the corner, and he sees his mask, and it's, like, laying in the middle of the street. And he's like, oh, cool, my mask. He walks up, and as soon as he picks it up, all the lights come on. And it's everybody in the town, like literally everybody. You could not get more people to show up if you told them there was going to be free barbecue on a Saturday. Like, there was no way you can get more people there. And so, luckily, everybody brought, like, a gun. No, they didn't. One person brought a pistol. Everybody else has, like, a bat. One dude has, like, a piece of wood. <laughs> like... Nobody came prepared at all for this. If you hear somebody say, we're going to go fight a serial killer, I'm bringing an AR-15. I'm not going to bring a piece of lumber from Home Depot. Like, there's so many other things you could have gotten. And so now they go through this, like, unanimous, like, they're all joined up together, just beating on Michael with all their various instruments of weaponry and all that with their pieces of wood. The guy with the gun shoots him like a couple times, but they all start hitting him with like a bat, piece of wood. I think one dude brought a shovel. <laughs> it's just really weird. So now Michael's laying face down. Tommy's like, Karen, go talk to your daughter. Make sure she's all right. You don't want to be around here. And so before she goes, Michael's reaching for his knife. She picks up his knife and just stabs it right into like the back of his neck. The back of his neck, not like his head, 
or his eye or anything, you know, like that. Like, and just generally into his back. And so we cut. And now Karen's sitting there with her daughter. They're bringing love back into their life. And they're like, Michael's never going to be gone. He'll always be in our memories. She's like, well, he's dead now. You don't need to worry. And now we cut back to Michael laying on the ground with a knife in his back. All the while, it's there's a voiceover of Lori. She's like, Michael, no one ever understood Michael. I always thought he was flesh and blood, but I was wrong. It seemed like every time he killed, he transcended. He became more than just a human. And like, as soon as she's saying that, the officer from like 80 years back, not Frank Hawkins, but like this other guy who was a father of one of the babysitters that was killed. He's like, time to end this, Michael. And he's pointing his gun at him and Michael just starts. He just cranks a 90 on him, just stands up and slices his throat. And so that's one. He already got one. And so now you're like, okay, Michael got back up, but there's no way he takes on the entire town. He starts fighting the entire town. And not only that, it's not like he's killing people and like everything's normal. It turns into like an intervention interview. Like it's all black behind them with like one very mood setting headlight that's kind of like illuminating everything. Michael's killing everybody in this very cinematic manner. And I'm like, this really takes away from it. I was just watching a movie where everybody beat this shit out of Michael with wood, <laughs> with a piece of wood, with a bat, with a shovel. And now we're like in this intervention interview with this one light and Michael's just like tearing into people left and right. Just <laughs> And now Tommy, Tommy's like, look, let's not all fight at the same time. Let's all go one by one. And he takes his bat. He's, he's the last person too. He just watched Michael kill everybody as he sat there and did nothing. And so he takes his bat and he's like, <sighs> and he runs on him with his bat. Really weird though. He's not holding it like a bat. He's holding it like an ax with one hand. And he goes to swing and Michael just stabs him. And he's like, you should have went for the head. He just straight up thanos him. <laughs> and so now everybody that was just beating on Michael is dead. They're all gone. So now we go back and Karen's staring out of Michael's window. She sees the reflection. And in the reflection, it's Michael because Michael somehow managed to ninja his way back into the house with cops everywhere like it's not like they left the house after the daughter allison broke her leg they're all there they're all still sitting there and he just managed to find his way into the house stab the mom to death like just absolutely just like that's it and she died and then michael was staring out of his window you know because the whole moral of the story was definitely michael just wants to stare out of his window so yeah that was my quick run through of Halloween Kills. I don't know what your opinion's on it. Like I said, I've seen all the other Michael Myers movies. My dad's a huge fan of the Michael Myers movie series. All of it. So I really felt like I was going to go into this one with like good intentions. And it was going to be good. Because the last one wasn't that bad. And this one is just so bad. Like this is... It, it, it ruins it. There's a reason why this is titled Halloween Kills a Franchise, <laughs> because it's bad. It's not good. It's a terrible movie. I don't like it. I thought it was really stupid the entire time, and you get no answers from everything. All that happens is the mom dies, 
you up Michael Myers kill count. That's literally all you did. Nothing had been accomplished. So if I were to rank this movie one out of 10, mm, given that it is part of a movie franchise, I'm gonna give it a two. This is so fucked up. I thought it was bad. Didn't think it was good. And uh, if you want to watch it, go for it. But I do not recommend it. I recommend going, taking toothpicks, putting them under each and every single one of your toenails, and kicking a wall as hard as you can. And I think that might be a little bit more entertaining than watching this movie. So I know it seems harsh, but with everything around it, I think it's terrible. None of it made sense. And I do not like it. So thank you, everybody, to tuning in to the very first Tyler's Thursday Takes. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, we do not know if this is going to be a mainstay on the main channel or if this is just going to turn into another one of those like Patreon exclusives. So either way, go ahead and feel free to hop on the Patreon. We are always looking for new members. We would greatly appreciate it if you join. Um, if this does stay on here, I will try to get one out every Thursday. I will try to make them as entertaining as this one, even though this one may not be as entertaining. may have carried on a little bit long, but I'll try to clean that up. So like I said, thank you for tuning into Tyler's Thursday Takes, and I hope everybody is having a great week. And remember, am I on the same wavelength as Michael? Probably not, but that's why I have this one. Thank you, everybody. See you next week.